welcome to the Dropping Dimes Podcast, and here's your host, J.I. Dimes. Sir, welcome back to the Dropping Dimes Podcast presented by you and yes. Many thanks also to Snuggle Moments PH for sponsoring this episode. So for today's episode, again, we'll be dishing out the latest news On the association, we have some news regarding the the draft, the salary cap. We have news on Daryl Morey. Then we also have news on Mo Spades. (laughs) Kind of trying to justify what he did or what he said. And then some coaching news again. And just other news also regarding a particular scout from the Houston Rockets and some free agency news as well okay Let's kick it off. Let's dish out some news first coming from Mark Berman of the New York Post. Uh, this is some this is regarding Russell Westbrook. So according to one NBA executive, I can't imagine they are keeping Harden and Russ together. Russ excels best as the best player on the team. And Harden needs outside shooters around him, not a ball-dominant guard. I think Russ will be the one traded. Then furthermore, with Houston President Daryl Morey stepping down, more on that later, a year after, of course, his controversial retweet about China and Hong Kong, League sources believe the Rockets are likelier to look into trading away the explosive Russell Westbrook. That's again according to Mark Berman of the New York Post. Then in other news as well, let's now proceed to some coaching news. The Philadelphia 76ers, according to Keith Pompey, the Sixers have hired actually. Dave Yeager as an assistant coach. So he will be joining Doc Rivers. That was also confirmed by Woj. So Doc Rivers building out his 76ers coaching staff by adding former Kings and Grizzlies coach Dave Yeager. Then for the Clippers, uh, it's final already that Tyron Lu is going to be the coach for the Clippers. 
And Lewis also expected to include Chauncey Billups, Mr. Big Shot, who served, of course, last season as a TV analyst. And also, he's looking to add Larry Drew, uh, the former coach of the Hawks, Bucks, and even the Cavs. But then, even when Lou was still coaching Cleveland, Larry Drew was also a part of Ty Lue's staff. So, regarding the Ty Lue news, the Clippers actually met with or interviewed around 10 candidates but then eventually came up with a decision to hire Ty Lu. Now for some news regarding the draft. So as the this is according to Woj, as the NBA and the NBPA negotiate adjustments to the CBA because of the pandemic. Each side has until around has until October 30 to give 45 days notice on terminating the CBA. While that's still on the table, there's optimism that an agreement on adjusted terms will be in place prior to the November 18 draft. So furthermore. Also, according to Woj, for the third time, the NBA and the NBPA agreed to extend the deadline to serve notice on terminating the collective bargaining agreement. Extension goes to October 30 now, which allows additional time for talks on CBA modifications that start to say continue to be productive. So that's good news for the league. Everything is going well when it comes to the collective bargaining agreement talks. And then, according to Keith Pompey as well, for some coaching news again, former Sixers assistant coach Joseph Blair took a coaching position with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay, so now going to Daryl Morey. So this is um, according to Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta. On behalf of the entire Rockets organization, I would like to thank Daryl Morey for his hard work and dedication over the past 14 seasons. Daryl is a brilliant innovator who helped the Rockets become a perennial contender. I have truly enjoyed working with Daryl and I couldn't have asked for a better general manager to have at the start of my ownership. I wish him and his family all the best. Okay, now that's now this is now the statement from Daryl Mori. So after returning from Orlando and reflecting on what has been an amazing 14 years with the Houston Rockets. And after discussing my thoughts with family and close friends, I've decided I'll be stepping away from the Rockets organization effective November 1st. Tillman and I have had many conversations since I returned. 
and his unwavering support and counsel during our time together has been critical to our success. It has been the most gratifying experience of my professional life to lead the Rockets basketball organization and I look forward to working with Tillman and the management team on the transition. I am very confident that the future for the Rockets and for our incredible fans is in great hands and that the Rockets will continue to perform at the highest level. So that's the official statement from Daryl Morey. Okay, so before we proceed to end to other news, you know, just some comments on Daryl Morey. He's indeed one of the brilliant minds that the league has seen. You know, the way he could manufacture deals. The way that, you know, what really impressed me about Daryl Morey was his ability to challenge or to go against the flow. You know, he wasn't, he was willing to to do things that people, that some other GMs won't even try, you know, but and then, of course, he ushered in also Daryl Morey was one of the pioneers of analytics. And we know how that has actually affected and impacted the game so far since, you know, since it became a trend like, what, eight years ago? Eight, six years ago? Daryl Morey was one of those guys who really ushered that in. And it became a thing, you know, and that's why the Rockets um, were always interesting to watch, you know, the way they they went about things. Then one more thing about Daryl Moore, he was also a, he was, he knew, you know, he knew how to get, or he, he had this vision for talent, right? Like, he just knew players who could who may have been overlooked but then he was able to bring out or to showcase you know those players and those players turned out to be okay you know remember when when he got Chandler Parsons at number 37 and then he decided not to sign him <laughs> well it worked out for them because Parsons never really looked like the the guy that they had and then during the bubble, right? You know, you, you you look at how he was able to give DJ Tucker a chance. You know, a Clint Capella, who eventually, well, not in the bubble, but then before the bubble. Remember, they traded Capella during the trade deadline. But then, you know, who would have thought that Clint Capella would be that kind of player, right? So those are just some of the things that Maury was able to do and I'm sure that guy won't be unemployed for long, you know, for sure he will he will land a job elsewhere and probably according to Rockets owner to the Rockets owner it will be in the East Coast. So let's see where Daryl Morey ends up. First, it was just tough that he had to, you know, he had that infamous retweet. I'm sure he probably, you know, 
I don't know if maybe if he had a chance to to do it all over again, he probably wouldn't have done that, right? So, well, things happen, and as for his basketball acumen, well, no one can take away anything, or no one can can question him for that, right? Okay, so going to other news. As mentioned in the previous episode, Stan Van Gundy. Uh, discussions went well with David Griffin. There is an obvious mutual respect there. Of course, it's not... Uh, doesn't mean that... Uh, according to Scott Kushner, doesn't mean that SVG is the clear-cut candidate for the job. But then, at least it went well, right? So... There is a chance that SVG lands that shot. And then, according to Tim McMahon, Mavs assistant Stephen Silas will also have a second interview with the Rockets. That's according to Brian Winders and Tim McMahon. And some other news on regarding LeBron James and of course clutch so it's one of the worst according to a western executive western conference executive this is according to eric pincus by the way of the of bleacher report it's one of the worst kept secrets in the league that lebron is heavily involved in his agency's maneuverings and why NBA executives can easily see LeBron pushing the Lakers to trade for an old friend this offseason. What's good for LeBron is good for business, and what's good for business is good for LeBron. So, and then, of course, the bold statement that LeBron runs clutch. Okay, so that's been a topic of discussion for many years now and it will always be brought up because of the connections now let's proceed to another oh this one Gary Payton actually wants to coach in the NBA that's according to Yahoo Sports Chris Haynes, that's according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, that he is, Gary Payton is very much interested in coaching in the NBA. He feels like he has the ability to bring out the true potential of the young NBA players today. Then... Okay, so Tai Lu. And then this one. This has been. This is, well, most states. You know, he's, he's no longer in the league, but he made. He made the news because of his controversial post. Okay, taking a shot at LeBron. We know that most states. The former warrior 
I didn't expect him to like to justify his post in this way, man. Like, come on, most states. But anyway, according to most states, that he just wants the younger generation to not disrespect the older guys who paved the way for this generation. So that's how he justified his shot that LeBron, that it took 10 tries for LeBron to get four when apparently MJ went to the final six times and won all six of them and then Kobe went to the final seven times and won five of them. So for most fates, um, according to him, after trying to justify what he posted, that he, he does it's not like he's trying to disrespect LeBron in any way, but he just want guys to not bypass the greatness also of MJ and Kobe. Okay, most fans. You know, you know what's weird about it? It's just it's just coming from him, man. Like what's the point, Paul? It's hard to give him the benefit of the doubt, especially because he was like part of that Warriors team, right? And then, and then what? He went to the Clippers, and now he's out of the league, and then he's gonna come out of nowhere trying to, you know, post something like that. Obviously, a shot. Um, again, I will be very, very clear here when it comes to these kinds of, you know, GOAT debate. You know, after what happened to Kobe. Let me be very clear. After what happened to Kobe Bean Bryant earlier this year, when we lost the Black Mamba, when we lost the Mamba, that was it. For me, I realized that we should just appreciate greatness, period. You know, I was fortunate enough that... I was old enough to see Michael come back, win as his second three-peat, and then even see him come back to play for the Wizards, right? And then I saw Kobe go from, you know, an 18-year-old kid coming off the bench for the Lakers to being practically the face of the Lakers, right? You know, those 20 years... And how Kobe transformed himself from from that kid who won the slam dunk contest to being the man in LA. And of course, fortunate enough also to see LeBron go from high school phenom as the 16-year-old chosen one to being now a four-time champion. So again, they are all great. That's not for me. For me, I think it doesn't matter anymore. You know, whoever your goat is, it doesn't matter. I would rather appreciate their greatness 
I would rather appreciate all of them. Because we don't see these guys, you know, they don't just come out every year, man. These guys are once-in-a-generation kind of players. So we might as well appreciate them while, you know, that's why I'm trying to to look at LeBron. He's going to be 36 in two months. Yes, he's he's he he proved to us that he is he can still play at a very high level even in year 17. But you know, we know that it's it's eventually going to come to an end, right? That, that eventually LeBron will be retiring. And so I might as well appreciate the remaining years as much as I appreciated MJ's uh last two years. Even when he was playing with the Wizards. Or as much as I enjoyed seeing Kobe. Or it was kind of tough to actually see Kobe struggling all the time. But then, you know, it was a blast to see him end his career with a 60-point performance, right? So, again, uh, I'm not really a fan of this blasting, blasting greatness with greatness. Just because you have your own personal biases on that okay and I think Chris Bosch you know in other news related to that related to the guy to the goat debate um, this is according to Chris Bosch a guy that LeBron won with and in Miami so one person who also doesn't want to talk about goats it's Bron himself he's been a team guy since a team first guy since Akron, and that's what makes him great. And Chris Bosch said it best, let's just enjoy each other's greatness. You know, that's... I think that's really the, the pointer. I hope people will, will look into it more like that rather than, you know, hating on social media just because of you know they all these hate on social media just to bring out a point now this is interesting news regarding Chris Paul who has been very vocal in saying that he wants to play for the Lakers remember um, before I think that was before the finals Chris Paul went on national TV to say that he thinks the Lakers will win the championship and he wants to play for the Lakers. Now, will how will that be possible? Well, of course, Chris Paul has to be traded to the Lakers, but then the Lakers will have to kind of give up a lot. Right? They, uh, according to the news, Yes, this is according to Eric Pincus. Of course, it would be a dream come true for Chris to go to L.A. Uh, according to that article by Eric Pincus, I know LeBron loves and trusts him and he would be a good fit. But then, but then, from that very same article as well, 
Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report also said that for the Lakers to actually acquire Chris Paul, they would practically have to send out five players, namely Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green, Quinn Cook, Avery Bradley, who didn't play in the bubble, and JaVale McGee, who all need to opt into their contract so that they can be dealt and they would also have to send their number 28 pick in this November's draft just to make it work. Okay, so they have to offload like $33 million in player salaries just to make it work. But again, we, we might you might think, you know, that isn't that too much? Yeah, but that's the part of trying to be better. You know, that's that's the part of trying to make sure that you're not just settling with what you have. Of course, the, the scary thing there is you're also kind of putting your future at risk with, you know, Chris is not getting any younger, right? But then this is the point, you know? I, I totally agree with Eric Pincus. The Warriors will be better. The Clippers may be better. The Nuggets are not going to get worse. You know, the Heat will be there. So it may, it might have worked in the bubble, but what if everything goes back to, you know, the way it was? You know, it's not going to be as as simple as that, right? Like you want to bring back the team, yes. But then you also have to improve. Remember when the Lakers won back-to-back 10 years ago, they had to make a tough decision. And that is to let go Trevor Ariza to get Meta World Peace. And lo and behold, Meta World Peace was the guy who actually won them that championship. So sometimes you have to take those risks in order to become better. And then you might think, you know, how about the depth of the Lakers if that would be the case? Well, that's where the clutch factor comes in. <laughs> the relationships, you know, the the Lakers can actually try to acquire guys like Tristan Thompson or maybe reacquire a guy like Demarcus Cousins, Kyle Corver, you know, of course. Not everyone will agree with those, but then to bring in Chris Paul. And then, of course, Rondo. How how would that work? You know, Rondo is expected to decline his 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 option. So are you going to let go of Rajon Rondo, who, who was arguably the third best player on that Lakers team during the finals, right? So let's... We're now down to our last... So, according to most NBA executives, even though they're not authorized to speak, this is according to Broderick Turner of the Los Angeles Times, they expect Anthony Davis to opt out from his deal so that he can sign a two-year deal with the Lakers. That includes a player option for the second season. So, this has been the trend for the past how many years? You know, LeBron started this trend, and then Kevin Durant. So, and then Kawhi, right? 
So we expect the we expect this. This is a sound business decision for Anthony Davis. Of course, this is also the way for him to make the most money. And then at the same time, keeping his options open. You know, nothing against the Lakers, but then he, you know, in the NBA, one year makes a lot of difference. You just ask the LA Clippers about that. <laughs> you can just ask them about it and how one year they go from being championship favorites to now, okay, what now? <laughs> what now? Clippers. Okay, so let's now go to our last. You know, we are sending our condolences to the family of DJ Johnson, who's regarded as one of the best scouts in the NBA. He he died because of um, according to the news, because of a bicycle accident. He was 65. He was riding his bike and he hit uh, there was some like construction so they are thinking that he fell forward and broke his neck because there was actually no blood okay so again um, a lot of players sending out their condolences to DJ Johnson and his family. So a well-known and popular fixture throughout basketball. One of the best scouts in the NBA. And Daryl Morey, actually, you know, I, I, I mentioned Daryl Morey a while ago regarding, you know, how he was able to to find talent. Well, BJ Johnson was one of the probably the main reason why Daryl Morey was able to pluck out those players out of nowhere. So that's it for our episode again. Shout out to to all the people who are supporting the podcast. So special mention to Keith Segovia. Keith Segovia. Thank you for always supporting the podcast. Those who are following the the Facebook page, thank you. Or who like the Facebook page, thank you as well. Those who are listening via Spotify and Anchor. Also following us through Instagram. So thank you. And of course, our, to our sponsors, Yo and Yes. Snuggle Moments PH. Thank you as well. So with that, see you on the next episode. This is the Dropping Dimes.